Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And hi again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of If You Don't Like That, brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. New Works has a fix for you. Just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's newworksplumbing.com. And if you happen to have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. New Works will be there with their 24-7 service. New Works Plumbing, locally owned for over 20 years. They've got a fix for you. Again, that's newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. You know, the other day, I was perusing through social media and saw the monologue or the excerpt, or I'm not sure what the adjective is, real time with Bill Maher. He made some phenomenal points in my opinion as it relates to sports let's listen to what bill had to say and then i'll comment this is one reason why of the top rated telecasts on television sports last year accounted for 94 of the top 100 because it is the last refuge of meritocracy in america show business is full of nepo babies politics is full of nepo babies even modeling which used to require the integrity to find a freakishly perfect 14-year-old in a small Slovenian village. (laughs) Has fallen to nepotism. But in sports, there are no nepo babies. There are the sons and daughters of former players, but it's not why they play. Layla Ali didn't knock out 21 opponents by smacking them with her birth certificate. Sports is the last place where it doesn't matter who you are or where you're from, just what you do. No one gets hired either because it would make the team look like America or because their rich white daddy pulled strings. I don't trust the government, media, churches, judges, juries, banks, Jiffy Lube, or anyone on a dating app. Co- anyone on a dating app covering their chin with their hand. But I do trust that the 450 players in the NBA are the absolute best 450 players the teams could find anywhere in the world. (laughs) The fact that this kid's future in the NBA is not assured. In fact, it's the opposite of assured. That's very assuring to me. (laughs) 
everyone wants to see LeBron James' son play on the same team with his father. There hasn't been a feel-good story that feel-good since Macaulay Culkin escaped from Neverland. <laughs> But just because we want to see it is not going to make it happen. Only Bronny James himself can do that. Doc Rivers' kid plays, but not because his father played, and so it's a great story. In sports, they don't tell each other stories. They perform. Maybe that's why sports looks to me, at least on TV, like a place that has really good race relations. I mean, where else do you see a grown black man crying over his white coworker? It's my team. my quarterback. <laughs> On the field or court, it's just about who can get me the ball, who can score for our team when we need it. They earn each other's respect, and the love follows. So why does America have that in sports, something that is, after all, just a diversion, but not for stuff that really matters? How freaking great is that? Why is it in sports, but not for things that really matter? Those were some phenomenal comments made by Bill Maher. And I've always thought about this. I've always wondered, why is it that you can walk into a locker room, whether it's baseball or hockey or basketball or football, and I have been blessed to be in many locker rooms over my life and obviously being with the Sacramento Kings I was in a locker room very often during different era started in the 80s 90s all the way up until a few years ago and a lot of things changed during that time obviously the internet cell phones Twitter the rest of social media and it's a different animal now than it used to be but the one thing that all those decades to me had in common was it really didn't matter who was in the locker room. Didn't matter what their ethnicity was. Didn't matter their religion. Nobody had a problem with Omri Caspi being the first Israeli-born player to play in the NBA. Nobody had a problem when Memphis and Sacramento played and it was Omri Caspi of the Kings and it was Hamed Haddadi from Iran. Two countries that obviously do not get along, have horrible relations and a horrible history between the two but it wasn't an issue for Hamed it wasn't an issue for Omri competing doesn't seem to be an issue in the Olympics doesn't seem to be an issue on the playing surface just about anywhere I mean why is it that a locker room or you can be walking down the street and an individual who you've never seen before who you don't know can be wearing the same jersey of your favorite team and you say something if that person had on a regular shirt sweater jacket or what have you you probably wouldn't even acknowledge that individual but here comes someone walking down the street you're a Kings fan you're in Texas you're in New York you're in Philadelphia you're in Florida and they have a Kings jersey on and you're like wow you're a Kings fan man that is awesome that's why I've really enjoyed showing fans from around the world on my YouTube show after Kings games because I think it's really neat you know the story last week of the four Sacramento Kings fans walking down the beach in Da Nang Vietnam and my friend who's from Sacramento 
saw the Kings jerseys, reached out, and they started off a conversation. They had a drink together. They hung out. If those four individuals don't have Kings jerseys on, my buddy's not speaking to them. He's not saying hello. He's not calling them over to socialize. Why is it that that can happen in everyday society, but it can't happen among our politicians and our world leaders? Have you thought about that? Maybe we should put our political leaders in a sports locker room for a winter or a summer. Maybe they would learn a lot. Maybe they would learn how to govern. Maybe they would learn how to get along with everyone. Maybe they would stop war. Seriously, go to talk to any athlete over the years and talk about the melting pot of an NBA locker room or an NFL locker room. You know, I always talk about the podcast that I had on with Mike Lamb. Mike is a dear friend of mine and was my co-host on radio in Sacramento for several years. And when I had Mike on my podcast, we talked about him growing up in Clovis outside of Fresno and then going to USC on a football scholarship. And he talked about growing up, he said, you only know what you know. He said, we were all rednecks. That's what we knew. We didn't know anything else. And he said, when I got to USC, it was a hell of a learning experience for me. Because for the first time in my life, I was around black people. Talked about the influence that Ronnie Lott has had on him. Marcus Allen and so many others. And he said it was an educational experience going from Clovis to Los Angeles and USC. And Mike made a great point on my podcast. He said the problem in society now is we don't talk with one another. We are so quick to judge. He said... Why don't you walk up to a stranger sometime and break bread with them? Find out what they're all about. Go up and talk to somebody that doesn't look like you, doesn't sound like you, maybe in a different generation. And at the end of that conversation, you will come to realize that you have a lot in common, much more in common than you thought possible before the conversation began. Something else that Bill Maher said, talking about, In the NBA, it's the 450 best players in the world. And yet, here we are in 2023, and particularly in the National Football League, there are those that still want to make a big deal if a team has a black quarterback. When are we going to get past that? Does anyone honestly feel that there's a team in the National Football League that would not want a black quarterback or a Jewish quarterback, or an Asian quarterback, or any other ethnicity or religion, if they felt that quarterback could win and take them to the Super Bowl? Are there people really stupid enough to think that? That an owner or a general manager is going to go, no, you know, I don't want that person because the color of his skin or because of his religion. Uh Uh-uh. As Bill Moore said, it's the best of the best. And it's about winning. And yet... For some reason, we still hear so many stories about race this, race that, and just spend some time in a locker room, and that doesn't exist. Yeah, there are teammates that don't like one another. Absolutely. There are teammates that don't respect one another. But it's not because of their skin color. It's not because of their religion. It's just because some people get along with each other, and some don't. When I heard those few minutes on Real Time with Bill Maher, it just reinforced what I've always said, and I'm really happy 
that Bill said that. Unfortunately, it's probably not going to have any impact on society. It's probably not going to change the way people go about their prejudices and the way people live their lives, but it should. And trust me when I say this, you really should just for a moment understand the dynamic of a professional locker room or college locker room or really even a high school locker room and how much you learn from being around different people. If you grow up in a white neighborhood, that's pretty much what you know. If you grow up in a black neighborhood, that's pretty much what you know. If you grow up in this neighborhood or that neighborhood and there's not a lot of diversity, you don't really have the education, as Mike Lamb said. Mike said he learned about life. He learned about being in a man. He learned about the struggles of others. He learned so much from being on a football team at USC with different ethnicities, different backgrounds, and it shaped Mike to become the person that he is today, which, by the way, is an A++ man across the board. So I just wanted to talk about that on my podcast today because I think it is such a shame that the dynamics of a locker room are a lot like society except for most locker rooms and most of the people in there have no problem with who's sitting next to them, who's behind them on the bus, who's rooming with them or rooming across the hall from them, who's eating with them, okay? Who's passing them the ball? Who's throwing them the ball? Who's pitching? Who's catching? Really is a non-issue. But for whatever reason, in society, it becomes an issue. Think about that for a moment. Think about that dynamic and think about what Bill Moore said. He is freaking spot on, particularly in pro sports. It is about the very best. You know, I have never watched a F1 race, Formula One, from start to finish. And recently, I started watching their series on Netflix. And I'm now addicted to it. And the one thing that has really stood out with only 10 teams and 20 drivers, it really doesn't matter what you did last week or the last year. If you are not getting results, you are going to lose your seat. Why? Because it's about winning. It's about getting points. It's about making money. And you either are successful and can contribute to a team winning or you cannot, okay? In Formula One, they don't care where you're from. They don't care what your religion is. They care, can you go fast? Are you daring? And can you pass the car in front of you? And can you get points? Same thing in the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, the National Hockey League. It's the best of the best. And general managers and owners don't have a checklist with sexuality, religion, ethnicity, all the other stuff that people want to make a big deal of. Again, it's 2023. At some point, we have to move forward as a society. It's now time for our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com, and maybe I will answer your question on my next podcast. Matthew asks, do you think FAU having a team of mostly seniors has contributed to their success? 100%. You know, the one-and-done schools are having a more of a difficult time competing against the mid-majors, the teams that have juniors and seniors, uh, it makes a big difference. Derek asked, does it bother you as a fan when a player's game is built around drawing fouls like Harden or Trey Young? No, as long as they're playing within the rules of the game, Derek, it really does not 
bother me. Jerry wants to know, what do you think about MLB teams shrinking their starting rotations? The way the game is played now, Jerry, I don't think it really matters because the bullpen is pitching big-time innings. Pitchers aren't expected to go past five innings. So I, I don't really think it matters. I really don't, Jerry. Ben wants to know, what's my take on the protested play in the Mavs-Warriors game? Well, after listening to the pool reporter, and I believe the crew chief was Sean Corbin, it did not seem to me that the officials erred, that they didn't make the mistake. I, I, again, we're going to find out because Mark Cuban did indeed protest the game, and we're still waiting for the league to make a ruling on that. But I, I don't think there's much to that. I really don't. Dominic wants to know, does it seem like the Mavs are ruining their relationship with Luka since the Kyrie trade? I don't know about ruining their relationship. Luka's a lot to handle. He's difficult to coach. Uh, he's difficult to play with. And, you know, it's not as harmonious as you may think in Dallas. So I don't know if I would say they're ruining their relationship. Obviously not keeping Jalen Brunson was a huge loss for the Dallas Mavericks. Alex wants to know if I've golfed lately. I did, Alex. I actually played uh, two weeks ago. Neil asked, do I have any idea what percentage of pro athletes are taking Adderall? Neil, how, how would I know that, Neil? I mean, I understand the question, but I have absolutely no idea. And Josh says, is it a good idea for the MLB to stream all minor league games for free? Why not? Who's watching minor league games anyway? And if you are watching it, you're not going to pay to watch minor league baseball, are you? So to me, why not? What do you have to lose? Again, go to CrowdUltra.com, and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. It's time for Grant. Today's rant is brought to you by Zoom 180. Go to Zoom180.com and check out this new revolutionary flashlight with five LEDs. It is unfreaking believable There's nothing like it on the market. And if you happen to order a flashlight and you are not completely satisfied, send it back, no questions asked, and Roy, the inventor of this incredible device, will refund your money. That is Zoom180.com. Well, you know, last night, another home loss for the Sacramento Kings, but last night's game's a little bit more alarming to me than others. You were taking on a Minnesota team that had played the night before. No Carl Anthony Towns. The Kings were at full strength, all right? People were paying double, triple, quadruple on the secondary market to go to the game. We know the Kings were trying to do something they haven't done since 2006 and clinch a playoff spot. And the Kings come out in the first quarter get outplayed, had a better second quarter, one-point game at the half, and when it was all said and done, the Timberwolves had a four-point lead. I say this because the Kings are going to have home court advantage in at least the first round of the playoffs. And I'd be a little concerned about how poorly the Kings have played at home compared to the road. As great as the crowd has been at the Golden 1 Center the last couple of months, It's not great enough to propel the team to wins on a fairly regular basis. There are just too many alarming losses at home, and with the playoffs beginning on April 15th, you have to be a little concerned. Home court for the Sacramento Kings has not been an advantage. And last night, arguably the biggest regular season game in the history of that building, and the Kings got beat by a team that had played the night before and without Carl Anthony Towns. Again, I'm not ready to say, gee, the Kings aren't going to win the playoffs. All right? I'm not ready to go there. It's obviously been a tremendous season. Kings are going to be in all likelihood a three seed. But don't just rest on your laurels at home because 
Kings are a better team outside of Sacramento than in Sacramento. And that's my rant for today. That's my podcast for today. Hope you have a fabulous day. And thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. So long, everybody. 